Welcome to Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth. And in this week's episode, we are joined with Anne Maxwell and Molly McManus, who are the co-owners of Yoga North International Soma Yoga Institute in Duluth, Minnesota, but they reach everywhere through online classes, trainings, adventure travel, and um, one-on-one practices. They're co-owners, and they've brought forward um, through an evolution of study the methodology of Soma Yoga Therapy, which has helped many become more free and sovereign in their mind, body, and spirit. And we invite you to dive into today's show to learn more about what Soma Yoga Therapy is, how it can support you becoming more free and becoming more sovereign in your own physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual body through some of the tools that it supports, such as slowing down, becoming more aware of habits that maybe pull you off-center, and why there's an antidote to stretching. So join us this episode and consider how Yoga therapy can support you becoming more authentically yourself, moving with greater ease mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually, and being able to navigate grit with more skill. This is Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth. At the School for Higher Consciousness, we are committed to raising the level of consciousness on the planet by educating and empowering people to grow, evolve, and live well. We are dedicated to supporting people through this critical time on the planet. Our classes provide a path that deeply connects you to your inner power and higher levels of consciousness. We inspire, teach, and empower people to develop the skills and practices needed to energetically heal, grow, and connect more fully to their life purpose. Learn more at schoolforhigherconsciousness.com, schoolforhigherconsciousness.com. At some point, we've probably all felt a little stuck in a rut when it comes to our health, whether it's something physical, digestive, or emotional. This is Dr. Erica Way with Beyond Chiropractic. I'm a holistic practitioner that will take the time to help you transform so you can manifest your optimal life. Don't let unresolved issues hold you back. Come to Beyond Chiropractic in Oakdale and discover the answers your health deserves. Book an appointment today at beyondchiropractic.com. Welcome to Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth, and we're in studio with Anne Maxwell and Molly McManus from Yoga North International Soma Yoga Institute. Anne and Molly are co-owners and yoga therapists, and they've done brilliant work in the world to help our body, mind, and spirits becoming sovereign and free and more self-sensing and self-responsible. And they're joining me today to talk about there's some yoga methodology that they've brought forward in the world with many others and how that has informed what their own path with sovereignty, really. So welcome, Anne and Molly. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thank you. It's great to have you on. Um, tell our listeners, because some yoga therapy 
uh, is probably a new term for many of them. So tell our listeners a little bit about some yoga therapy and why it matters. Go ahead, Ann. Well, some yoga therapy is something that came together through many years of study and exploration at Yoga North International Soma Yoga Institute. And we had the great opportunity of getting this wonderful lineage of yoga, you know, 5,000 years plus old. And then we started blending that with therapeutic approaches to uh, making yoga more accessible to all. And then from there, we got the lucky chance um, to blend somatics re-education from Thomas Hanna's work into that blend of the other two methodologies. So pretty soon it came together as what we affectionately call Soma Yoga. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Soma Yoga for me was really um, an evolution. You know, when I think about it, it, all the wonderful practices from the traditions of yoga that helped us get more conscious, that helped us get more, you know, self-inquiry that helped us become kinder, gentler, more, um, you know, world forward people <laughs> was a wonderful thing. And then when somatics came in, it actually brought new kind of consciousness to movement patterns for me and to, you know, places that was stuck in places that our clients, our students, we also could feel were needing this, this, this like foot in the door that helped them get a little bit more consciousness into their systems and it's been just a, a, a it's like a, a life changer in many ways. It was the missing piece, I think, for us to bring in that somatics. And so you'll see us working with somatics, with the practices of yoga, yoga therapy, um, Ayurveda, um, of course, pranayama, meditation, breathwork, all of that stuff is also included in, in what we do, philosophy as well. Indeed, and in mind, in mind study, one of the things that it also gets us free. <laughs> Absolutely. The number one thing? Yeah. <laughs> it might be. I, um, for our listeners, I had the joy of um, going through Yoga North's International Summer Yoga Institute and the joy and delight of also um, being able to work with both of you. And so it um, is very sweet that for me, I feel tender and happy that you're helping share this with a wider audience. So thank you for agreeing to come forward and have this conversation. So many may benefit. Um, and, and that some yoga blending of all those modalities uh, that you listed, Molly, just there, I think supports people entering in a place that's the just right stimulus for them. Mm -hmm. Because what might work for one person, um, another person might need a different different entryway. I think you bring up a really good point, Elizabeth. Like, I think one of the big skills of Soma Yoga or the big benefits of Soma Yoga is something we call interoception, right? Is this ability to sense ourself within. And that's at the physical level, of course, maybe that traditional idea of you know, feeling when you're hungry, when you're tired, when something hurts, when, when, when you're overdone. But I think interoception, that concept can starts to bloom inside of us. And we learn to be more aware of so much, like we actually can start to catch ourselves before we move out of our places of resilience, before we move past where, you know, we are feeling good and sovereign and all those things. So I think that to me is one of the biggest pieces is that you do understand more and more the just right stimulus that, that it is for you. How, what is going to be just right for me to have enough challenge in my life and enough 
softness or nourishment or, or whatever those things are. And you, I think we really start to, to get that at a deeper level when we work with this. And I think the other thing that's exciting about that is once you have so much more self-agency and you're in any moment with anything from the external world, you can write the, use the right tool to be in that moment. So if it's a, it's a moment at a holiday party and you're like, oh, I need to be with my mind right now, or I need to be with my breath, or wow, I just drove six hours in the car. I need to be with some body movements. So that's the other beautiful skill is the more we each get to know our own selves, then we know which tool to draw on to support us well. And I think that brings up a really um, good invitation is that what keeps me in balance and what keeps me in harmony with self and others and nature is going to look different than what might keep Anne or Molly or our, one of our listeners in that state of balance and harmony. And what takes each of us out of that space also looks different. And it might look different at different times of the day, times of the year, times of our life. You know, we know that from these Ayurvedic ideas, like everything has a season and, and, you know, we're constantly changing. So that ability to interocept actually allows us to move with our life in a more dynamic way, in a, in a way that I think we just, we, we, we just are more skillful at it and it's an, an easier path. Not that it's always easy, but that, <laughs> but if that, you know, that we have much better understanding and ability to adjust ourselves then. Yeah. And so when we hit the gritty part of the path, we can stay in uh, greater ease and resilience instead of falling into outdated, cop- outdated coping mechanisms that, probably served us at one point to survive something intense, but overdone keeps us stuck and stagnant. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that humbling part as a yoga therapist with this conversation is we never know somebody's past story or ways of soothing or triggers for each person. So even a person might find a big Italian meal is really comforting. And another person might find that really not comforting because of our past histories. And so it's really interesting to even be open to, huh, what's perfect for you? What's just right for you to soothe and regulate yourself and what's going to be activating and maybe dysregulating yourself. Hmm. And for each of us to know that about ourselves and to start to study ourselves so that we can get there is a pretty exciting lifetime goal or practice. Totally. And I think so much of the world wants to keep us outwardly focused. And while exteroception is important for like knowing what's going on around us, when that's overdone, it's at the cost of our interoception, our internal connection. And it's always that dance of like, that interoception, what's going on in the world, the exteroception, and then our place in the world, that proprioception. And that's something that I feel some yoga therapy does a beautiful blend of because it really supports a more skillful entryway into the interoception while figuring out, like, this external world that I'm part of how do I need to navigate it? 
and what parts are working and what parts maybe it's time to let go of or shift our connection in a different way and find more skillful action externally too. Mm-hmm. You brought up uh, the term grittiness, like the grittiness of life. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, a way that I think about sandpaper or a file and you know, they exist actually to help us take away the edges that aren't um, necessarily needed anymore or aren't necessarily good for us anymore. So sometimes when we meet that resistance, sometimes when we meet that grit, it is a perfect and amazing opportunity to start to look inward, to start to look actually 360 around yeah. inside to say, you know, what, what is happening here? Why am I in resistance? Why is there a grit? And what actually can I um, slough away with that grit? What can I allow to shine because of it? You know, that's what sandpaper does is it, is it brings us to a new surface. So um, I love that analogy. And, and that also reminds me of the invitation that Thomas Hanna, it's a beautiful analogy you bring forward, Molly, and that Thomas Hanna said, in terms of we should become more masterful as we age in these bodies, not less. And this false concept that aging has to be that we become less masterful. It's actually the opposite. We should, we have the invitation and the opportunity to really become more sovereign and more skillful and more conscious. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, you just bring up a lot in my mind. I'm, I'm working a lot with, you know, thinking about how do we age well right now and how do we continue to create practices in yoga therapy that support the, the aging student population that we have, aging population. We're all getting older. We know how this ends, you know. So how do we um, keep ourselves being learners and growing. Like, I think this is a question that uh, definitely the listeners should think about is like, have I stopped learning in my life? Have I stopped being expansive and growing? And if that's the case, actually finding a way to nudge ourselves into learning and that learning could be simply things like, um, you know, going to a yoga class that challenges you and challenge might mean more like slowing down than speeding up, or it might mean (laughs) a class on something else, a philosophy class or or doing something that is new and interesting that actually stimulates the brain, the body, the systems, um, even in a way it gives back purpose if purpose feels dull in your life at the time that you're at. That's beautiful invitation and consideration or contemplation for all of us, really. Mm-hmm. What, um, so what are some ways that have surprised you with the Soma Yoga methodology? Like that you've seen either in your own body, mind, spirit, because Soma is that, it's a Greek word for unifying those three, but it's also a Sanskrit word that means nectar and so many things. (laughs) Um, and so, I, I mean, for me, one of the things that surprised me with some yoga therapy, I'll, I'll start maybe, is uh, the first time I tried it, I was like, wait, what was that? You know, like, what did I just do? And it, 
um, and I had a little bit of resistance and a ton of curiosity around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Molly's shaking her head because she came over to check on me at the end of that class. I'll tell the story on myself. And I was like a little angry, <laughs> kind of like, I'm fine. I'm fine. And, uh, and then I surprised myself by staying in the curiosity and letting the anger pass and digest because whatever it had stirred that I had been suppressing, um, that arose in that moment was able to be digested differently and I could stay with the curiosity and then, you know, lo and behold, I became, I went through the entire program and program infinity, yeah. <laughs> yoga therapist, infinity, coming back. <laughs> <laughs> keep coming back. So, um, I don't know. Do you have things that surprise you? I mean, there are things that surprise me when I work with clients that they are able to, you know, frozen shoulders, no longer frozen, uh, because they're able to reconnect differently. But what about you guys? For me, I think, well, I just love hearing the stories of healing that people experience from their own practice. And I truly love it when somebody goes through one of the more intense immersions or the deeper ones, because what you might think of as a yoga therapist, like, oh, this might really help that person. In the end, they tell you, this is what really helped me get out of that hip pain, or this is what helped me get out of that frozen shoulder. And they found the path. And so it's really fun to watch people's healing stories, whether it's recovering a part of their body that felt painful and they thought was, you know, going to go down the path of the myth of aging, or whether it was a habit or a mindset or a limitation of dullness, like Molly spoke to. So... I love watching people peel away those layers that are inhibiting their beauty and their light and their authentic, spontaneous being is, I think, what keeps me here. I I would agree. I mean, Anne, you just really nailed it with that idea. (laughs) I would also say that, that that happens for me a lot in private sessions. So obviously we teach classes and we teach trainings and immersions and deep study, but we also work independently, privately with, with folks. And lately, even there has been this trend, of course, of folks come in because they've got a, a something going on, a, a <laughs> twist, pain or this. And inevitably it's working on layers and a reminder as yoga therapists, of course, we work with that shoulder that might be painful, but actually that shoulder might be connected to a reaction that the body had. And when you start to work with that, with a client that chooses to get conscious about what that could or maybe meant for them, why that, that pattern is there and start to unwind it, the layers at which healing happens you know, like Anne spoke to, it's it's like it, it it goes so quickly into this new space and new territory, and it's like a freedom or expansiveness comes back into systems that you know sometimes there's tears, sometimes there's laughter, there's there's so much that is available even in these these short and small practices, and so uh, that happen at the physical layer, but that affect so much more, and I think that that is something that continues to amaze me and delight me how, how we have a capacity for healing that is right there 
And all we have to do is visit. All we have to do is go in it with our own vulnerability, go in it with our own mastery at the same time, both of those things, right? Yeah. Well said, both of you. Um, If you're considering, you know, trying out some yoga therapy or really any healing modality, um, what's one way that people could join like you mentioned classes, you mentioned trainings and immersions and private sessions. Um, all of those are available and you do them both in Duluth, Minnesota, but you do them down in St. Paul, you do them in Iowa. You also do them via z- distance on Zoom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and if someone was curious, but maybe a little hesitant, what would be um, some words of encouragement to try. Well, you know, now that we have this online platform, that's a really safe way to experiment because you can stay at home and pull up a video or come to an online class. And we have these wonderful, Molly and I have a class. She has a Tuesday morning class. I have a Thursday morning class and we stay on for 15 minutes after the class so that even if you're, in another city or another state, you could have an experience of Soma Yoga and then you could stay on that 15 minutes and hear what other students are saying or experiencing and then also sharing your questions or comments as well. So that's a great, easy way to explore. Mm-hmm. And a nice thing even thinking about that is a lot of the classes that I do on Tuesday morning are either chair-based or floor-based. And I would say if you're a person who has a lot of pain, um, you can also do it in your bed. Um, you can do it in a, on a surface that is really soft if that's something that, you know, would help you show up and um, be able to work with the with the movement patterns. So mine is more around that. Once in a while, I'll do some standing things. And then Anne has a combination, but she brings it up to more of the therapeutic approach to that classic asana or classic yoga postures on Thursdays. So, you know, there's an opportunity to see sort of the other, you know, these two ends of the work that we do with the physical body um, in those classes. So it's a really easy way to to work with it um, if you're just beginning. And then, of course, private sessions are, I think, a great way to get personal, individualized attention. And those can be booked right off of our website as well. And they can be either in person or on Zoom. So both work for whether you live in town in Duluth, Minnesota, or whether you live in Alaska. <laughs> what What is your website? Can you say that for the listeners? Yeah, it's yoganorthduluth.com. What are some of the benefits that you've seen people, I mean, we talked about people getting out of pain or compensatory patterns or habits mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. Um, what, what are some other benefits that people you notice people have or you've experienced from the methodology? I think it, you know, it helps to start releasing self-doubt. It starts to lift suffering and people might become more spontaneous or curious is a word you used and start to have some hopefulness about, oh, these next decades coming on don't have to look so tight and restricted. They might actually look more expansive and 
you know, releasing layers of constriction rather than gaining layers of constriction. So, wow, if I think about the decades coming on and that hope I get to live some more decades, wouldn't that be a great way to practice every day? Mm-hmm. Another thing just to say, too, is that you, we've also worked with people who with athletes and have seen uh, people that are dancers or athletes change the way that that works in their body and their systems, like reducing the time in their mile and being able to run longer, or being able to um, hike differently, being able to do patterns of movement that they love with more ease. And I think that's something to say as well, because it doesn't always have to be about pathology. Sometimes it's just more moving into that birthright of like joy and excitement and beautiful movement. For sure. I love it. And, and that, that is a difference. Um, You know, both ends of the spectrum and that continuum are supported really well with the methodology Mm -hmm. and, uh, it's been a great gift that has come forward from Yoga North and from the work that both of you have done and all the people that you work with get to do and the privilege that it is. Um, and we're going to keep discussing and unpacking um, how some yoga therapy brings more sovereignty to people as we return. So thank you. Would you like to create more freedom in your life? Developing higher consciousness and sovereignty is the currency for that freedom. Transformation expert Nancy Claremont Cart with the Joy Effect empowers leaders to transform their lives and impact using conscious leadership principles. Nancy is offering a transformational eight-week group coaching program, Conscious Leadership Transforms, starting October 24th to help leaders create more joy, abundance, and freedom. Register now at nancyclaremontcar.com. Does your child struggle with sensory issues? Do they fight getting dressed in the morning, or are they anxious to go to school? Are they easily overwhelmed and overstimulated by lights and sounds? At Whole Family Chiropractic, We love helping parents understand why their child is struggling and, more importantly, how to help. We use safe, gentle, and effective neurologically-based chiropractic to help your child's brain feel calm, safe, and organized. For more info, visit sensoryhelpmn.com. That's sensoryhelpmn.com. I'm Elizabeth Sullivan, owner of Soma Soul Sovereignty. I teach people to transform and heal their bodies, minds, and spirits and manifest higher consciousness. My hope with Soma Soul Sovereignty is that you open up to the power to heal yourself. We believe the power to heal is within each of us. It supports us coming home to ourselves and our authenticity. The alchemy of Soma Yoga, Ayurveda, energy medicine, and multidimensional healing is a synergistic approach that supports this self-healing state within and around us. It is filled with common sense and a deep understanding of the beauty for life and consciousness. It reminds us that our true divine nature is light aligned with love, and when we orientate toward it, much releases, heals, and transforms. Experience the power and freedom within and ways to support your body, mind, and spirit being unified. Soma Soul Sovereignty, awaken to your light within. For more information, visit elizabethsullivan.love or somasoulsovereignty.com. That's somasoulsovereignty.com. 
This is Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth. We're in studio with Anne Maxwell and Molly McManus from Yoga North International Soma Yoga Institute. And their headquarters are in Duluth, Minnesota. But they work with people all over the world and even do adventure travel. And we are talking about the Soma Yoga Therapy modality, which is an adventure in and of itself to bring you inward, which I think is one of our greatest adventures as human beings on the planet, is to become aware of our inner landscape. And Anne and Molly, maybe we can unpack for our listeners who Soma Yoga Therapy is a new concept for or... Maybe there are some out there who are well-steeped in it, too. Uh, What are some of the tools that we use as yoga therapists to support this methodology when we work with people and that people get to then start to use for themselves to become more masterful? Well, I would love to start with one that I think is super important and sometimes the hardest which is slowing down. (laughs) This is, uh, I didn't even think, uh, you know, it may seem like a funny one to bring up, but a lot of times we are moving through our life so quickly. We're handling so many different things that we're not, you know, connected or conscious about, about a lot. And so one of the big tools of Soma Yoga methodology and somatics, actually Thomas Hanna's work is to actually start to slow down. And so maybe the first time you're doing this is on the mat in small, slow practices that actually have you getting more conscious of your movement, more conscious and connected to a, a, a contraction of a muscle and a relaxation of a muscle, of the movement patterns that are happening in your body. And that sometimes is enough, that slow movement that will actually start to reset your nervous system, ramp down your nervous system. So much of us, so many of us are pretty ramped up in our life. And so that I just wanted to think about that first concept of slowing down and of making things a little bit smaller and slower as a huge tool that is available and accessible to everybody. We can all do that in safe spaces in our life. Indeed. Sometimes it takes bravery, not just safety there. Absolutely. (laughs) Especially if you've had a trauma response, which I have had, of staying busy so that I went slow down to look at what was keeping me busy. And But I will say that it definitely was a pathway for my own healing once I Mm -hmm. had the bravery to slow down and start to sense and feel what I was avoiding. Yeah, I think you brought up a really important piece of this is that sometimes when you first start, maybe your practices are short. Maybe you are doing a 10 minute practice of slowing down, of of moving into these things. And, and maybe then eventually you grow that longer. But I would say 10 minutes of a slow somatic or soma yoga movement practice is a super powerful thing to have in your life. And uh, knowing that you can always stop. If something feels like it's too much, if you have a response that feels like it's intense, there's the ability to ground yourself, to soothe yourself, to move if you need to. Right. So that's like it's like a daily vitamin. But yes, that's a that's a good daily vitamin. So number one, slowing down. Yeah. Well, and ironically enough, I mean, you talk about busy schedules and then we have busy bodies, but then we have our breath is busy and then our mind is busy. So there's these layers of moving in from, from the gross to the more subtle, 
which is really powerful to consider and how to skillfully do that so that we can do it well, without frustration, without, I mean, even a little mini form of violence to ourselves of like trying to be slower than we're really able to because of how busy our habituation has been. Mm -hmm. I know sometimes it's as simple as like, when I get into an old habit for me to just take a breath and just mm -hmm. watch the breath, the in and the out. Mm -hmm. And then I'm reminded of the expansiveness and that it's not about doing, it's about being. Mm -hmm. And the more I can be, the more skillful I usually am. And the more I can take up space in the world. And mm -hmm. I think that is everyone's birthright. Mm -hmm. You make me think of something, Elizabeth, and I, it's fun to be sitting with the three of us that have practiced Soma Yoga. Mm -hmm. What I notice in myself now is when I start to amp up and get into that busy overdrive, my my body can hardly even like be in that anymore. It's so I have so much aversion to it now that I notice it quicker, which yeah. is fantastic. And then I have to make a quick U-turn and try to get back to either the breath or a movement or going out to nature, something to help myself re-regulate. Um, so that's been really powerful to watch in myself. And I think what you're bringing forward in terms of another tool or aspect of some yoga there is cycle time. Like we catch ourselves in an old pattern quicker because we've developed that witness um, aspect of ourselves where mm -hmm. we can witness what's going on in the interior world, the exterior world, and our place in it. And that is, I think, one of a very potent practice in addition to the slowing down. Yeah. It's a wonderful tool at a holiday family dinner or a meeting at work. <laughs> yeah. When, because I mean, we don't always get to live in places that don't challenge us. And so if we can actually move into those challenges with a little bit more groundedness and authenticity and knowing that we don't have to do it perfect, we're probably going to mess up yeah. at times. And then we can own the mistake and move through the mistake um, it, and learn from it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bringing me back, you're reminding me of even in the classic yoga postures that are part of Soma Yoga, we try to help a person find their more authentic posture rather than a performative position of mountain pose or triangle pose or these different yoga postures. So often people are a little bit relieved, like, oh my gosh, you mean I don't have to have my stance that large or I can actually connect with my breath while I'm doing that sun salutation. So in those ways, um, that's another tool we use is to try to come back to our more natural, authentic body alignments. Yeah, which is actually, I think, what the posture, one of the things that the postures, the asanas do is how do those show up, you know, not... If we're doing tree, there are so many ways you can be a tree. <laughs> Look at nature, right? And, you know, you could be the fallen down log. You could be the, like, 
the winter tree. You could be the tree budding in spring. You could be the ash or the oak or the great white pine or, you know, the banyan. And I think sometimes what's been lost is that all the this this ancient invitation to, you know, go inward and, and self-study and align um, was inspired by nature. Those, you know, and 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 then how does that nature inform our nature? And and it's not about, you know, is are you at this angle and this but can you feel and sense what it's like yeah. to be a tree? Can you feel and sense what it's like to be a mountain? Mm-hmm. And then how mm-hmm. does that emanate? And so yeah, the authenticity that and the invitation to authentically explore the asanas or the postures of yoga is huge in some of the therapy. That's really great. Uh, you bring that up, this idea of, of uh, you know, what is it like to be any of these, these entities out in, in the world, right? That, that macrocosm of the world here. And I think about that from the lens of trying to find oneness. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, this is this idea of presence and oneness actually becoming more connected. And I really feel like for me, that's one of the biggest pieces of yoga and working with these, these tools is actually, actually to feel more connected, to resonate more with other beings, whether they're human beings or, you know, the other living things Yeah. <laughs> in the- planet right or on the in the universe in the multiverse whatever you want to call it and so when you mentioned that it just had this sensation of that one of the goals or one of the parts of yoga is something called samadhi right is this idea of coming home to oneness of really not just thinking about oneness but actually experiencing it and when you could be a tree in whatever form to me that feels like a path toward oneness Mm mm-hmm feels like a beautiful and worthy path. That's beautiful. Well said. It could even be a tree growing lichen or moss. Well, <laughs> they are, aren't they? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Indeed. Yeah. What about um, the power? One of the tools I know we use in some yoga therapy that I think would be beneficial for our listeners to hear about is pandiculation. And we often think of, I mean, I know I did before I took the deep dive, think of yoga as stretching and not all stretching is bad, but pandiculation brings a new lens into that invitation of the full potential of your muscles, your nervous system, and how that supports your structure. So let's talk a little bit about what is pandiculation and why it is a tool for Soma Yoga. Fantastic. It is about a 180-degree turnaround from stretching those muscles. So, for example, if you have a tight back, Instead of trying to just, you know, bend over and cut your toes like we did in eighth grade gym class, you would actually try to arch into that tightness first. You'd actually go into the tightness and get curious about how it feels, what it sen- what senses you're noticing. And it's going back to the cortex, the central nervous system, to then 
lengthen that muscle that you've just contracted longer than it was just set at because you're using brain science to pendiculate the muscle rather than just simply stretch it. And it's really efficient. It's quite enjoyable when you can finally get your breath and your mind to settle into that we're doing this moving meditation. And it can accelerate your practices of yoga or running a marathon or sitting comfortably. So pendiculation is like this superpower of soma yoga and of somatics. I can add a little bit to that if that's okay. Of course, uh, please. Just consider the idea is that it is a conscious contraction. So you move into the space that you are trying to lengthen. You actually tighten into that. So I'm raising my shoulders for those of us who can't see the the uh, screen. If you're if you're on a podcast, I'm raising my shoulders into a very familiar position for many Midwesterners in winter. Right, this tightened area. Yes. Sometimes we get stuck up there. So if I want to really release and lengthen that, I might just tighten them a little bit more and then start to see if I can release and relax them. And you move past what has been a set point of contraction back into a conscious relaxation. The mechanism of this, of, of course, is the nervous system, right? It's the, it's the sensing nervous system. It's the motor nervous system. And ultimately, this movement of pendiculation, of conscious contraction, deliberate release, resets a, something called the spindle cell in the muscle so that it's almost like the thermostat gets reset in that area. And that's what creates the lasting change. So um, it, it is what we think really starts to allow us to move into our potential, the length and potential of the muscle, of the movement pattern, of whatever it is you're trying to regain in that physical mm -hmm. body. So that's that's really pendiculation, conscious contraction, slow, deliberate release that you stay with. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and simply put, it's muscle re-education versus chronic stretching. You want to say a beat more about that? Well, it's what's exciting about it is, okay, if I have a low back pain or injury, I can use this, the pendiculation to, like Molly said, lengthen that set point so that I have actually a new wiring through my nervous system. And I'll get to just enjoy length in my muscles more often. And it comes to more spontaneity, spontaneity comfort in the body. Whereas if I'm simply at the set point and I stretch it every day, I have to go back every day and keep stretching it in order for myself to feel that. And I think sometimes we get a little bit um, almost addicted to stretching. Mm -hmm. And that's where it makes our job harder as some yoga therapists, <laughs> because we have to encourage somebody to try to look in another window to try to get long muscles, supple muscles. So we want supple strength rather than tense strength. And I think sometimes what I've, and, and we've spoken about this before, but uh, when people are overcommitted to stretching and the brain isn't ready for that, then we have that stretch reflex where the brain battens down tighter because it's like, whoa, like those muscles, my nervous system was not ready to go to that length. And you just did that, and now it's sending a signal of danger to my brain mm -hmm. that yeah. I need to get shorter, tighter, more protected instead of staying in the full potential of the length of the muscle, the movement patterns of the nervous system. And then that impacts our skeletal system, our 
cardiovascular, all the all the alls. Digestion, everything. Digestion, every every other system. Um, Go ahead. Sorry. No, I just said lymph. Oh, lymph. (laughs) The lymph. Yes. Um, Yeah. So it and it speaks to I think what many of us encounter when you take the adventure into some yoga therapy of moving from somatic motor amnesia into somatic somatic motor awareness mm-hmm. that we build more and more awareness we bring in more and more consciousness and those duller aspects to use that word that Molly used in the previous the beginning of the show, those duller aspects of us, it's almost like they get a polish or a shine and we're able to embody more of the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual realms of our being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, sensory motor amnesia or somatic motor amnesia, or, you know, there's many ways we could think about it. It's, it's, we don't know what we don't know. <laughs> yeah. And, and that happens on all layers of it. It definitely happens in our mind. I can speak to myself. I don't know when I'm trapped in a memory and reacting sometimes rather than being present in what's with me at the time. And so sometimes through practice, I get to, to start to see, oh, wow, that is not, you know, it isn't in the moment that that's happening. I'm reacting because of a memory I have or something that's placed in my consciousness and I actually can make a different choice. The same thing happens when we start to re-educate our muscles is that we start to, to first notice, oh, I am in that movement pattern. I always keep that right shoulder tight. I'm seeing it again. I start to actually become aware of the place that I was not aware of before. And then we use that re-education to get in there, undo the tightness, undo the contraction, the held tension pattern. And that's moving toward that competence or um, sensory or somatic motor competence. So it creates freedom on many different levels, being willing to start to look at what you don't know or what you can't be aware of when you start to move in that path. That, That reminds me of our infinity sign that we work with a lot. And I think that would be a great thing for us to talk about if that, if we have time for that as well. Yeah, let's let's dive into the infinity sign for a couple minutes. Sure. Well, we've built quite a few infinity signs now. We have. I think, <laughs> I think the original infinity sign was, um, you know, laying on its side, the figure eight, that yep. infinity. And then on the one side being the tools of somatics, which is the muscle re-education. And on the far other side of that eight being the classic yoga postures or forms and then in the middle being that therapeutic approach of blending these two modalities which is where originally our name came from with the somatics on one side and then the classic yoga on the other side so that soma yoga blending is then in the middle the therapeutic approach of that and how to support a body to get the just right stimulus the just right level of intensity either on the floor in a chair standing and working with toggling those back and forth until a body feels better and better and more comfortable and actually more educated about ourselves. So that, that was the original one. Yeah. The other one that, that I remember as being one of the original ones too was 
on one side, a lot of people come to their yoga practices or their life with a lot of strength, right? And on the other side, a lot of people come to the practices with a lot of mobility. Well, strength overdone is tension. Mobility overdone is instability. And so in the middle of that infinity sign is this idea of stability, of actually taking either side. And we continuously have to weave our way over. If you're overdone in strength, you need to think about how do I mobilize? How do I stabilize that mobility? And then maybe work on my strength again. And the same thing, if you come in with a lot of mobility, then it's really important that you try to stabilize and stabilize in a, in a safe and um, enjoyable place before you try to move into strength. And I, I come back to that one a lot as well as one of our, our big infinity signs. And I'm going to throw a third one in that I remember as an original, because I think it also supports what we're talking about here is on one side, there being um, risk and on the other side, safety and in the middle growth. So Mm -hmm. if we are constantly over risking, we actually miss out on the growth because we don't have enough safety to ground it. And if we're constantly trying to keep ourselves safe, we become too small and we miss out on growth opportunities and we maybe dip into fear instead of just safety. And so when we have just the right amount of safety and risk for whatever the situation presents, we're able to grow and learn and transform and change. And, um, but the infinity signs are limitless. So listeners, you may have three things that you're toggling with and playing with, and you can take that infinity sign on its side and put those three things and start to work it, um, almost like a, a gentle call to action and formula for you to work with. Um, that a, gentle pendiculation. a gentle pendiculation. So we've talked about <laughs> slowing down, cycle time, pendiculation. We don't know what we don't know until we know it. So SMA to SMA, somatic motor amnesia to somatic motor awareness, the infinity sign. There are so many more beautiful tools of Soma Yoga Therapy. Where can people find you for one, one last shout out? What's your website? YogaNorthDuluth.com. Excellent. And we've been in studio today with Molly McManus and Anne Maxwell, co-owners and yoga therapists at Yoga North International Soma Yoga Institute that's based in Duluth, Minnesota, but reaches everywhere. So join in and explore Soma Yoga Therapy for yourself and discover another pathway of becoming sovereign and free and how that may support yours. <laughs>